Elliot, what do I do if I don't like working out? You just do it anyway. I'm just kidding. I mean, you could, but I'm not sure it would set you up for long-term success. And I've touched on this topic slightly in previous episodes, but I want to start broadly and work my way in. I will start by saying this. If you do have a time-sensitive goal to reach, it might just be worth sucking it up for the time being and doing what's most effective in order to reach your goal. I think there is value to this as A, it's much easier to do things what we don't want to do when we know the reason we're very well connected to it. And you can check out last Friday's episode if you want to hear more about that. So with that said, if you're going to reach your goal sooner and you're going to get the best results by doing traditional workouts. By this, I mean gym-based workouts, uh, machine-based cardio, for example, then I would look to do as much of it that I needed to do, but I'd also opt for the bare minimum, which was required to get my result. However, there is life beyond your initial goal. And I think a lot of people lose sight of this is that they get into their first fat loss phase. It might last for three months, six months, 12 months, for example, and they might think, oh, this is all there is. This is going to be the way my life is for the rest of my life. And the reality is, is that's not the case whatsoever. This might be a very minute period in the grand scheme of your life. If you're starting a health and fitness journey at even 40 years old, right? Let's say you live to 80, you're getting one year out of 40. That ratio is minuscule compared to the rest of your life, right? So we got to bear that in mind. But there will be a lot of us who just don't like the traditional sense of working out, but want to stay in good shape and want to keep their body composition in a good place. So if this sounds like you, I want to give you five things that you can do alternatively that are really, really going to help. Number one on my list is to not write off all workouts too early. Let's say you've just gotten started and the only workouts you got introduced to is weight training and some kind of bodybuilding-esque weight training. Admittedly, this could get boring for some people after a while. However, there is a whole other world out there, especially when it just comes to using weights. There's CrossFit, there's powerlifting, there's Olympic lifting, there's calisthenics. It might just be that you weren't keen on doing the traditional three sets of 10 to 12, but there's so much more to resistance training than that. And the same goes for cardio too, especially if machines has been your only experience, if you told me to run on a treadmill for 30 minutes, I would explode with how unexciting that is. Yes, I'm slightly dramatic, but if you send me on a 30 minute run around the city, I will genuinely enjoy it. And let's not forget about swimming, outdoor cycling, hiking in a nearby forest or mountain if you've got the luxury of doing that. And these could be such better options that are going to be just as effective. And number two on my list is go to classes or play sports. The rise in cycling, boxing, hit studios, places like Barry's, Soul Cycle, and the likes of these places are thriving. And this shows us that exercising in groups is incredibly, incredibly popular. There's something about being in that group environment with an instructor that I've seen massively help people maintain their health and wellness and be consistent with exercise, which is really, really important. There's a set time, there's specific instructions, there's a community feel to it. And when you all finish, you've accomplished something really quite challenging together. This is a great option if you find traditional solo workouts quite unexciting. Sports is another really fantastic option. I'll use myself as an example once again. Ask me to do cardio, 30 to 60 minutes will be my max before I start getting a bit bored of it. If I'm playing a sport, two or three hours could pass by and I wouldn't even notice unless I needed to use the bathroom or eat or something along those lines. And as adults, we don't really play anymore either. So it'll give you a fantastic option to reintegrate some play back into your daily and adult life. Number three, try an active hobby. If classes, sports sound too much like hard 
work and exercise, find an active hobby you can get into. Gardening can be pretty active, cleaning the house can be pretty demanding, learning to dance, getting intimate with your partner, not sure if we can call that one a hobby, but these things will really keep you active. And don't get me wrong, they are, you know, on the lower side of activity compared to traditional exercise, but it's all going to add up and help. Number four, walk as much as you can. If you usually drive to work, try walking. If you don't have the time, maybe try waking up half an hour earlier or drive halfway. If you usually take the tube or the metro into town, how about you think about plugging in a podcast, pulling up Google Maps and finding the walking route to your destination? Part of the reason most of us are so inactive these days is the convenience of cars and public transport. And as amazing as this is and the benefits that it has, it could be a good time to not be so reliant on the wheels on the car or bus, but the human wheels that you have that can take you to many different places if you give them the opportunity to do so. I've seen so many people improve their health and body composition dramatically by just simply walking a little bit more and being mindful of their nutrition. Don't underestimate the power of this. It can be really, really impactful. Number five, and you might not think I'm serious, but do 10 push-ups or star jumps every single day. And it may seem insignificant, but if you were consistent, by the end of the year and you did every single day 10 press-ups or star jumps or any other exercise for that matter, you've done 3,650 more push-ups or star jumps than if you did none at all. 10 a day might not seem like anything, but 3,650 is significant. And there will be days where you might even just say, well, you know, 10 felt easy today. Let me try 15. Or let me do 10 push-ups and star jumps instead. And you can, of course, modify these exercises if you can't do a press-up or something along those lines. But literally, just doing something super minimal on a day-to-day basis can make a difference and it usually leads to more. So those are my five tips. And if you aren't the person who necessarily enjoys the traditional sense of working out, give any of these a go and I'm sure they'll make a huge, huge difference. And of course, outside of that, heavily focusing on your sleep, your nutrition, your stress management, your hydration, all those type of things will contribute massively, especially if you aren't keen on doing too much exercise. So that's everything from me today, team. Take care and I'll speak with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.